and it, it feels like not unhealthy because it's just like our dog and it's like hey it's like it's cute and all this and we follow other dogs and like there's this dog community which is weird of just many australians but anyways i digress so i, I think like for things like that it's instagram can be good and healthy but i think there's just this like really terrible side of things of seeing the perfect side of everyone especially on yeah. someone's instagram feed Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. I'm your co-inspirator, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, how many hours have you spent collectively on social media throughout your life? When will it ever end? Oh my gosh. Imagine if there was like a lifetime stat tracker. Like there's an ESPN nope. statistician <laughs> that was like, my, Mike did it great today. He, you know, contributed 52 likes, uh, 62 hours, flip through 17 reels, watch 18 TikToks. There's some product manager at Meta doing that right now. Oh, they know. Yeah, they know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some engagement metric. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see. You know, I also wonder, like, when we die and go off to whatever afterlife that you believe in, if you believe in an afterlife. We're going to the metaverse. We're never going to And die. then, you know, do you get like a stat tracker at the end? Like, do you get like a KDA? <laughs> that's, that's right. At the end of your life? Like... Yeah, I don't know. I wonder how many F-bombs I've dropped. Um, A significant (laughs) amount. (laughs) Uh, Today's show, we're talking about Instagram, a photo and video sharing social media platform. You know, before the show, Jeff and I were talking about plants and real versus fake. So I think this is a perfect segue to dive right into Instagram and talking about fake uh, fake plants and fake people and all of that. But Instagram is my addiction. That's what Instagram is. Instagram is a social media (laughs) app that's made by Meta formerly known as Meta, uh, sorry, formerly known as Facebook, Instagram started started as a photo sharing app. So for those of you who remember the good old days of 2012, which was 10 years ago, which is insane, there were simple square pictures of random things with a filter. I'll never forget my first Instagram post. I think I had to have the hashtag no filter, um, <laughs> even though I think there was a filter on it. But anyways, I digress. But now the app has evolved to include, you know, everything, including those square pictures that we love and know inside of what Instagram calls the feed. And they also have stories, which as we spoke in our previous Snapchat episode, which I highly recommend you should go check out on Product Explained. And the the stories are essentially pictures and videos that your friends that you're connected to post and they disappear after 24 hours. It honestly feels like one of Instagram's core strengths is mimicry. And being able to copy existing features really, really well. I don't know if you agree with this or disagree with this, but they're trying to do that with their latest feature that they've just announced. And there's been a lot of backlash with Instagram lately. We're recording this July 31st, 2022. And I think it's Kim Kardashian and who's Chrissy Teigen. Uh, Yeah, Chrissy Teigen and... uh, Kim Kardashian came out against all of these like video sharing, like heavy add-ons that Instagram has been changing because they just want it to be pictures and they don't want it to be a, a, a copy of TikTok. But I think it was the CEO of Instagram or the like COO, some like high-level exec was like, "Hey, we're going to double down on <laughs> on video. Like, we think it's, we think <laughs> it's core, and like we're not going to change this." But anyways, Reels, which are just short videos that can be shared with everyone across Instagram and get you a much wider reach than your traditional connections. 
this is really a TikTok feature. So it's just going directly after mm-hmm. TikTok, just like how stories went directly after Snapchat. But that's what Instagram is. I'm not going to dive super deep into this because we're all super familiar. I'm assuming with what Instagram is and I'm sure we spend way too much time on it. But, you know, talking a little bit about the business model here, it's absolutely monumental for Facebook. And oh yeah, it is also the quintessential eyeball business. We all spend so much time on this and we are getting sold things through advertising. And this is a massive business for Meta. So it brought in $47.6 billion in revenue in 2021. That's roughly half of Facebook's total revenue. So this is the golden goose. This is the cash cow of Facebook. This is funding Zuckerberg's metaverse. And it is growing insanely fast. Previously in 2018, it was only making $10 billion just a short three years previous. So I think that's pretty wild, man, like to grow from, yeah. go from 10 billion, which is a massive number all the way up to $47 billion. Like that's just, just mind blowing numbers. It's staggering. I've always yeah, wanted to say business is booming. Like I wonder if the reason why folks like Kim Kardashian don't want Instagram to move towards like away from static photos to more reels is because that's not what she was like built her, I guess like her her fame off of like oh, she's that's not interesting. a TikToker, right? Like it, it's not in her forte. Uh, yeah, she's a boomer. Like, she's a millennial. Yeah, she's like yeah, she's definitely like a boomer in in relative to all the Gen Z TikTokers that made all the, all their millions, right? The Charlie D'Amelios and whatever Addison Rae's and all the other folks like on TikTok, right? I know none and of I, those I think, people, Jeff. Oh my god, I've never <laughs> I, felt so I think, old. I think that's why, you know, I'm not surprised, you know, she, she probably is seeing maybe a hit on her own brand and business a little bit. Like, you know, people are not engaging as much with some of her content because they care more about reels and TikToks versus very well-crafted static pictures, which is more of like in line with what she's done before. Interesting. So just a thought. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like theory crafting here but um <laughs> your tinfoil hat we'll, we'll take it off if anyone can see yeah. uh jeff is actually wearing a tinfoil hat so yeah um let's chat about the history there's a lot to cover um i won't cover every single product launch but i'll kind of hit on some of the high notes here so it was founded in 2011 by kevin sistrom and mike krager uh, and it was originally called bourbon b-r-b-n hmm. that's very trendy for 2011 to like, remove vowels it was originally intended to be a check-in app. I think a lot of people f- have heard this story, but it was supposed to be kind of like a Foursquare competitor, but it was, you know, Foursquare was like eating its lunch and Foursquare was one of the, you know, the early check-in app type social medias that was like kind of connected with Facebook, I think at the time too. Um, but they just weren't doing that well. So they pivoted on their business model and they focused more on the photo sharing aspect of it, which customers really loved. And they're basically like, hey, we're just going to be like kind of like a photo album book uh, company and app and that's where they kind of really took off so the name instagram is a combination of instant camera and telegram uh, and the first instagram post was a post of south beach harbor at pier 38 it was posted by mike krieger um, at 5 26 p.m on july 16th 2011 i believe i, ha- I think i have it here. <laughs> jeff has 201 uh, 201 um oh, so I, i'll be a year i'll be a year off or um yeah 1800 so we're, we're years actually, off <laughs> we're actually like right at the i guess like the anniversary of the first photo of, of that first first photo yeah maybe like a couple couple weeks after some would say that's um, so meta but <laughs> oh god so sistrom actually shared his first post as well which is a picture of a dog uh and his girlfriend's foot which was uh, a few hours <laughs> later at 9 24 and it was also been wrongly attributed as the first instagram photo uh mostly because it was like i think the first letter in the url was like earlier in the alphabet but anyways both those posts 
came on the same day. I was like hearing about the first whatever, like I think the first YouTube video that we talked about. Oh, at the zoo, uh, right? The YouTube episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. So and so's day at the zoo, San Diego Zoo, I think. Uh, I just thought it was really interesting. You know, Instagram had officially launched in October of um, 2010. Um, so sorry, I, I like went and went back and, and double checked. Uh, but actually, so I, I don't know when they actually founded the company officially as Instagram. Uh, but they had actually posted all their first posts in 2010. So some of these posts were originally in 2010, probably under the moniker of Bourbon, and then transitioned to Instagram in, in 2011. But they had a launch. They had launched their first uh, iOS app uh, in the App Store in October of 2010, and then later, and the Android app was launched in April of 2012. So there's two long years, like a year and a half, so painful uh, between iOS and Android, which continues. Uh, the very traditional dominance of iOS getting apps first. <laughs> but shortly afterwards, Facebook had acquired Instagram for $1 billion in cash and stock. I believe that happened in, let's see here. Such a good deal, though. Like, while you're looking that up, I, I, yeah. for a billion dollars. At first, like, I think everyone, when they, when they got acquired, it was just like, why Zuckerberg would pay that much money for this company is, like, ridiculous. But Yeah, for a picture company. Yeah, but $48 billion a year later, it's like, that was a smart move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's in 2012. And it, the deal actually closed, like, right before Facebook's own IPO. So I wonder if that was just a way for them to kind of bolster uh, their own, like, product variety before. It's crazy. Like, most of the time you would think of Facebook having been around for much longer than that. I guess they were around for... I don't know, like seven years pre-IPO. So it's a pretty long time before they officially launched um, an IPO. And then they've obviously skyrocketed from there. But yeah, t speaking of that $1 billion, I guess, valuation at the time, uh, I remember people thinking that that was crazy for Instagram. And I remember that, I can't remember which of the co-founders said it, but they're like, oh, we were hoping for 2 million. <laughs> they're kind of jokingly saying, <laughs> hoping for 2 million. And at the time, like there weren't that many unicorn companies. Unicorn right. was like, very reserved for a couple of startups, but now there's like a ton of unicorns. I just Googled this Instagram's, you know, estimated value. It's currently estimated to be worth over a hundred billion. So they a hundred X their investment in like roughly, I don't know, like 10 years span. Uh, that is a pretty incredible investment from Facebook's part. Totally. Slash Meta's part. In 2013, they launched Instagram direct, or as you and I know it, the DM. Uh, which also I'll has led right to a lot there. of, yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, Instagram culture. They had gone through uh, pretty major redesigns in 2015 and 2016. They launched Instagram Stories, and like Mike mentioned, that was pretty much a direct competitor to Snapchat. Snapchat was kind of having their heyday in the 2016 era. They launched IGTV in 2018, which I think largely has fizzled out. Like, there's not that much going on on the like live stream, like you know, TV front. Like, I think people still still will go on. Oh, interesting live but yeah you know, they just don't use it as i mean i don't i don't really know of too many people that i follow and i'm like oh yeah they're going on igtv heck yeah <laughs> um <laughs> in 2018 krieger and sistrom stepped down and adam masuri would become the head of instagram you know within the the, the facebook group in 2019 they experimented with the removal of the like button do you remember this mike i uh, don't that was remember like that a really big deal yeah people were like going crazy over it especially um you know i, I think like a lot of the users Apparently, they were trying to get people to engage more with the content instead of like the simple exit strategy or exit um, escape hatch of just liking something and worrying about one singular metric. So I think the creators could still see the likes, but they're kind of testing whether or not it was um, something that they wanted to show the consumers. Well, I know um, that you, I actually I know that now it's like you can see like, you, or you can hide the number of likes. And so it's it's just like like four people have like or it just shows that you like 
uh like jeff lee you know has like this and others so yeah. you don't see the yeah. total i did check but it uh, um i saw it was like so and so like this and it also said and 2000 blah 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 others <laughs> so you do see the likes again so i wonder if they just like peeled that back in uh 2020 they launched reels like my convention and this was to directly compete with tiktok and that brings us pretty much up to date with most of instagram's uh major changes i know they've also launched like a, a store they had talked yep. about launching nfts at one point on directly into instagram but yeah overall they've obviously done a ton of stuff uh, we probably can't cover it all but those are kind of the major highlights yeah, I think like, yeah, the shopping was the only other one that I was going to add how like they now have a full shopping tab. I think what's interesting for me is like I have like four different accounts on my single like Instagram on my phone. Mm-hmm. I have like my personal account. I have my dog's account. I have I, I have like I love woodworking and making stuff. So I have this making with Mike account and then I have the products podcast. Shout out if you don't follow mm-hmm. us, smash that follow button. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> um, but Like and subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, when I'm looking at these, though, the user experience is different for each of them. Like the shop button is in different places depending on which Instagram account that I'm on. So like on the products podcast where the shop button is, the mess- the DM button is. And on my dog's account, mm-hmm. that's where the shopping button is. And then on my personal account... Uh, the shopping button is in the same place. So it, it's super interesting. I think Facebook's really good at this and uh, yep. of A-B testing different things. Yeah. And I'm in different sure. like user experiences, you know, even though I'm all in the same account. So yeah. anyways, I thought that was interesting. But with the shopping specifically, I think that it's super, it, it's really, it's highly curated. You know, it, it's, yeah. especially on my woodworking account, I'm getting very specific like things that I really do want to purchase, like a new set of like Japanese, like pull, like pull knives or pull saws rather, or a new like dust collection system. It's, it's super fascinating how accurate that it can get. And even on my wife's, like if she wants to shop like a specific look, she can, you know, see a post and it's an influencer. And then it's like, Hey, like, you know, if she's a white dot and here's the, uh, here's the purse, here's the shorts, here's the top. It's six ninety nine. It's sixty six, sixty twelve. Like yeah. whatever, like whatever the prices are. So it's it's really interesting how like, <laughs> and also kind of creepy how, how accurate it can get. <laughs> all of these yeah things to for you. sure. But um, yeah, that's... I would definitely say that like Meta as a whole has a superpower of hyper targeting. Like they've got a really good job. They've done a really good job of understanding their audiences. Like you mentioned, doing their A/B tests and their experimentation. Uh, really eking out those small like percentage changes because remember they're dealing with. Uh, like millions and millions of active users. Yep. Uh, and so any small change, even if it's like a 0.1% change in the in the direction that you want, like 0.1% of people are creating more, viewing more, spending more time, that is a massive change in the grand scheme of uh, Instagram because there's just so many people. And yeah, like I will say that like people always ask, like does Facebook listen to me or does Instagram listen to me? I, I, I think that they probably pick up on a lot of things that you're already doing without you noticing yeah. it. Like things that you're searching, things that you're liking, even subliminal things. Like if you're spending 10 more seconds watching this type of reel, it'll start showing you more of those types of reels. And you don't realize it because it's subconscious. Totally. Like one thing I've been doing recently is, uh, I don't know how this happened, but I, like there was some comedian that came up and I was like watching his reel and then I visited his page and I noticed like I was getting more of his reels like showing up in my like discover tab. And then also randomly, I've been getting like a lot of like Spanish like memes or reels and i'm like i don't know and you know what happens is like i i start to watch it and i like try to 
like listen to it because I you mm, know practiced Spanish. In Spanish a long time ago, and I was trying to see if I can like understand the joke or figure out what's going on. I spent a lot of time like processing it. So but Instagram takes it, yeah. Instagram <laughs> think, takes it as like, oh, Jeff is really engaged with this reel, so right. I'm getting more and more of these like Spanish uh, reels, which I think is great. But it's just funny. Maybe Instagram should consider teaching languages this way. Um, oh, that's fascinating. I think yeah. like back to like the hyper like a Duolingo, but yeah, yeah, du- Duo Meta. You know? yeah. Um, but I think like on the Meta point, I think that's one of the reasons why there's so much just like creepiness factor for the metaverse is because of the hyper targeting and like i feel like facebook i feel like everyone hates facebook as a company and this is just me saying this anecdotally i don't have any data but yeah i don't know if you would agree with that i I don't have any data that i can pull i'm sure i could look up and find articles but i think they definitely have this like evil mastermind feel to it right now yeah totally and so i feel like they're really going to struggle to get over that like perception when zuckerberg wants to go to the metaverse and i think the metaverse is going to happen like it's you know it's already happening because like yeah you know any game that you play is technically a metaverse you know any like i don't know i'm trying to think of other examples or like you know twitter is technically that because like you're like this avatar and you're like talking to other people it's just not 3d and, and communicating with people but it just yeah. feels so i mean our creepy. episode on oculus is like around this right totally Where- you know, a ton of people are already, you know, looking at and using ARVR. And so that's just kind of like a really good foray into what it's going to be like in the metaverse. Totally. And I just think it's just meta is going to struggle with a creepiness factor because of this hyper targeting is like, do I really want, you know, this hyper targeting to me when I'm in this digital world? You know, when like, because like on your phone, like you can kind of escape from it, but will you be able to escape from it in the metaverse? But anyways, I digress. We can talk a little bit who who Instagram is for. Instagram is for everyone. Um, I hate saying that, but it's literally the fourth most popular social app in the entire world. It's currently used by over 2 billion people. That's a billion with a B. That's trace commas. That's a lot of fucking people. Pardon the French. Um, (laughs) The largest market is in India. Uh, They have 300 million active users, which is very surprising to have that high of engagement. Um, but now that I think about it, it's not surprising, but that's basically like one out of every three people in India is using Instagram at least yeah. once a month. Um, what are the other three, like the top three most popular social apps? That's a great question. I'm going to guess. I bet it's like WhatsApp. Facebook. WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just all the other Facebook companies. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I would I would assume that the first TikTok? most popular is, it's probably TikTok. Yeah. It's I was I was gonna say WeChat, but probably not because WeChat's only for China. And if Instagram is fourth at two billion, WeChat's probably in the top ten at like yeah. maybe eight hundred million, maybe a billion. I don't know. But yeah, it, I definitely is Twitter up there? Uh, well, it, it, according to Elon, if you remove all the bots, oh my I mean, God. it's not <laughs> Elon Musk. Um let's just talk about the competitors. I mean, I, this is why I was curious. So like, you know, the ones that we kind of called out are ones that Instagram is kind of, some might say copy, or at least modeled the, some of their features off of. But um, TikTok is obviously a big one right now. It's probably like the Gen Z uh, social media platform uh, of choice. Snapchat, which I think also, like weirdly, like I think is making a comeback. Like yeah. I think we talked about this before where Snapchat, we, we probably have phased out of Snapchat, but there's some younger folks that were using Snapchat for a long time and have maintained like, the Snap score and all this sort of stuff. Twitter is up there. Um, all the you know the th- the thought leaders of the world are on Twitter, kind of spilling some eleven post thread about <laughs> here's what you should do as a here's, here's you know, a thread on blah like let me wake up at four a.m. take a shower, run a marathon, take another shower, yeah, exactly, hungrier, and then get um, all the money then from your dad, put your kids to bed, <laughs> yeah, at six p.m. 
uh, Pinterest, Tumblr, and then obviously Facebook. So these are some of the major um, competitors that you know we, we've probably talked about a couple times on this, this episode alone, but you know in other episodes as well. Totally. We can talk about our thoughts. Like I'm happy to go first. I think that who so many different angles I could go here. I mean, I'm so addicted. I, I don't know how much time yeah. and I don't want to know how much time I spend. I think it's like, it's a dopamine hit. Like, especially For since sure. we made our dog an Instagram account and we've been experimenting with reels. Reels is definitely addicting. And I'll also like give a little bit of like Mike in my, my tinfoil hat is I like basically re- will refuse to use TikTok because I think that it's so unclear with their corporate governance. And I think that it's, I actually, I know that it just, it leads to the Chinese government. And like, do I really want all of that data going to china mm-hmm. and like granted like i have all that data going to the u.s government so like what's the difference so, like, i guess like it's a it's a moot point <laughs> but like it's it's still like that like creepiness factor and also I have your an, vice might as well be somewhere yeah exactly so. but i also have that addictive personality where it's like if i go on yeah. tiktok like it's game over for me like i like will spend hours and hours watching tiktok videos and now i have reels so i'll just watch those but what i love with the dopamine hit especially with posting reels for our dog is just the massive amount of viewership that you can get. So we have like 500 followers with her. And I think the other day we hit 17,000 views of just a video of her going up the stairs or going down the stairs. Oh, nice. And so yeah, now it's like, crazy. oh my God, like we got to like, yeah, that's a dopamine hit. Yeah. Sure. Got to post all these other things to see what she does. Like all these random people. So that's what I like. And it, it feels like not unhealthy because it's just like our dog and it's like, Hey, it's like, it's cute and all this. And we follow other dogs and like, there's this dog community, which is weird of just mini Australians. But anyways, I digress. So I, I think like for things like that, it's Instagram can be good and healthy, but I think there's just this like really terrible side of things of seeing the perfect side of everyone, especially on yeah. someone's Instagram feed where it's like highly curated. It's like, Oh my God, I was in like the a cabana in, you know, I don't know name your tropical location and it's this beautiful location you just start to feel shitty as like all my friends are doing these really cool things and i'm not so it's it's interesting too because i was reading i think a wall street journal article this morning on how gen z is actually the younger generation is skewing away from social media and they're actually going more towards local communities so they are actually finding apps and finding locations where it's just like you know maybe up to 10 people that all are like closely mm. knit and talking with each other as opposed to you know these massive amounts of shares and likes to get those dopamine hits so i thought it was kind of interesting how it's like like everything it like breathes you know it like expands and contracts yeah and, and it's it's living but like i said there's a lot of good with instagram but also like a lot of bad so i'm gonna give instagram because i'm so addicted just a flat 4.0 just because of like i think that they are doing an amazing job strategy bringing in revenue but yeah it also feels like they just copy things all the time and there's that negativity all associated but how about you jeff where's your head at with instagram yeah i was also thinking like i'm gonna cop out and also give it a 4.0 just because (laughs) 4.0 is that line where you know i I obviously i will still use it it is probably my social media drug of choice uh, right now um, because it does like, I, you know, I, don't, I haven't made a, a TikTok yet because a lot of TikToks get ported over to Reels and I just like get to look at them on Instagram as well. So yeah, at the end of the day, like because they're doing all this copycat stuff, it makes me happy because I don't have to like go do... Find another platform. You know, <laughs> yeah, for like to use stories or like find another platform for like to use Reels or something like that. So yeah, I just like do all my searching in one place. And yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Content is hard because I feel like 
you get to the state where people are consuming faster than some people are creating. And like, I'm, I'm at the state recently where I was like, I'm kind of bored of the people I'm following. Totally. Yeah. So then you're like kind of reset your social media preferences by like looking for random people or looking for like different things and like following different people. Like products, podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which you, everyone should definitely follow. <laughs> Honestly, that should be the only thing that people follow. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just like, it's a strange thing because like I, I now I've been with Instagram for you know 10ish years and it just feels strange to like just be consuming the same way over and over but then like not getting tired of it and then kind of wondering like where else am I going to get my content fixed like it used to be YouTube you remember back in the day when people would watch like 40 minute YouTube videos from their favorite creators and now that's crazy because everyone wants you know 10 second reels 15 second reels uh, and they want content in that format so I don't know it's just like changing changing of the times interesting but, no i i do remember um, that i i miss that so much man especially like 2016 casey neistat that was like prime like youtube vlogger for me where i would yeah. watch his like every day <laughs> like his 30 minute video vlog yeah. that he would post um, it's just hard to it just takes a lot of time so totally. i think that's why like people in this day and age you know are just trying to like get that you know i want to watch a couple tiktoks between now and my next meeting or whatever it is so People will definitely do that. Um, so I'm going to give a 4.0. I, I agree with you on all your points. Like they are crushing it on the business model side. People are definitely using Instagram. Um, I think we've talked before that, you know, the total revenue per user is insane with Instagram considering like all the eyeballs get pointed towards ads like in different products and uh, they have an, in, you know, in-app store and all these different things. I've also like bought a couple of things from Instagram. I'm not proud of it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's also some good brands that have come from Instagram. So, like, I think, you know, the purple mattress that we bought at our house, like, we saw a lot of ads on Instagram and eventually decided to give it a shot. So, sidebar, you know, the good of it is that it gives a lot of these smaller brands an avenue to potentially, like, grow. But at the same time, it, like, really preys on some, like, really addictive behaviors from a psychology perspective. Oh, Totally. Sidebar. But that's any social media. So, yeah. <laughs> totally. Sidebar before we close out. Did you get the purple pillows too? Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, they're super heavy. They're like the heaviest things you've ever, ever had. I just got one for my birthday and it's amazing. They're like weird. They're like heavy, but they're like really supportive because it's the same material. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just oh, like so the, is, totally... the pil- is the mattress the same material? Yeah. Oh my God. It must be like I, a couple I, hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's really heavy. Oh my um, God. We we got it like delivered to the room, basically. Yeah, and they just like I, I can't I mean, imagine you can, you can pick it up. But, it's like it's like literally like I imagine like it feels like my pillow is a waterbed. So I imagine it's like yeah. the same like density. <laughs> it's like that, that, that that's wild, man. Um, yeah, maybe we should do purple different. at some time. That's actually a good one to add to the to the yeah. list. But cool, those are our thoughts on IG, <clears throat> aka Instagram, aka the Gram. We'd love to hear from your audience. You can connect with us on the Gram if you'd like. We're at Products Podcast, but we love hearing from folks on what you think about these shows on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Products Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah. And actually, if you follow us on Instagram, we usually post small clips of the episodes that we're launching that week. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit about that episode, but you're not sure if it's going to be one that you'd like, you know, give it a shot. It might be a good place to kind of give to get that little trailer of uh, a particular week's episode. Um, yeah. And if you like us, obviously, um, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platforms wherever you listen to podcasts whether that's spotify or apple or google podcasts on good pods or whatever that is we're probably there and obviously let us know what products we review next feel free to drop us a line on instagram or any of the other you know podcast platforms that you can drop us a line at Uh, and yeah we'll see you next episode peace